you're listening to the Beauty Business Podcast. And today we're talking about how to get your team to do what you want them to do, to get the most out of them, to get them to care about your business and your clients as much as you do. Want to know more? Let's stick that cassette in and get going. You're listening to the Beauty Business Podcast, now with over 200,000 downloads worldwide. This is the podcast for you if you're an independent beauty salon, skin clinic, spa owner or manager. I want to help you reach your business goals through simple, practical and focused business information and advice. We deal with the foundations of starting and also growing not only an incredibly profitable, rewarding and stable beauty or wellness business, but also a stress-free one too. In short, I'm here to help you make more money, have more time and get back to simply what it is you enjoy doing and why you set out on this journey rather than worrying about all that businessy stuff and not getting the results you want. And who am I? Well, my name is Adam Chatterley and I'm your host here on the show. Now let's get into today's episode. Good morning or good evening. How the devil are you? Now, at the time of recording this episode, we are heading towards the end of 2019, the end of a decade, in fact, which is very exciting. It won't be long until it's 2020 and we'll all be traveling around in flying cars or scooting to work on our hoverboards. Possibly not. But one thing is for sure, it doesn't matter what year it is or what time of year, salon owners will always be frustrated by their staff or by their teams, should I say. Now, yes, I know at times they're great. They help you build your business. They can be fun. They can make the workload lighter. They can make going to work more fun. But at times you may have found yourself wondering why you took on a team in the first place, why you didn't just stay small, work by yourself or work for someone else. Things just seemed so much easier back then. You know, you don't want much. You just want your team to care, to care about your business, to care about your clients, to care about each other, to care about you, to care about keeping the place tidy and about not calling in sick so often. Sound familiar? Well, today we're talking about the solution to your team-based woes. I am joined by an expert in getting teams to not only work together, but thrive working together. Now, Rob Cross is a team leadership expert from Muru Leadership, and he is sharing his knowledge and his advice today to basically get your teams to do what you want, but not from a fear-based controlling type of place, but from a much more powerful collaborative place, one that really fits, I think, with the way that salons and spas and clinics have to work as a small team. Now, you'll see what I mean when we get more into the discussion. So if you've ever found yourself frustrated by the actions of your team, stressed out by things not getting done the way that you asked it to be done in the first place, or just wanting to throw in the towel and go back to working on your own or for someone else, then listen up. Here's the cure. Right. I would like to welcome you to the show, Rob Cross. Rob, thank you for for spending the time with us today. All right. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. Excellent. So we are, we've named the episode today, I believe, Getting the Best from You and Your Staff, which I thought was a great way of, of kind of leading us into this, this topic that we're talking about. But um, I mean, essentially what we're talking well, actually, we'll come on to what we're talking about in a bit. Why do you think this is a really important topic? You know, I think it, the, the people I've talked to in the, in the spa industry, especially those people who are running their own businesses, one of the biggest challenges I have is, is really trying to balance it all and in particular try to um, get the best out of those people that they need to help them balance it all. And so what I mean by that, they're, they're, these people running their own businesses are, are just caught in the middle. 
you know, the yep. caught in the middle between tough customers with tough demands, suppliers, um, and and staff and everybody else that's around them. And and I think that ability to balance it all is is got to be the greatest challenge that they they've got. Absolutely, it's it's the one thing that you know next to next to clients and maybe not having enough or having the wrong type of clients, staff, all the issues that go along with staff and just managing a business are always the, the number one thing that comes up whenever I'm speaking to people. So if we take a back step a second, because obviously I haven't introduced you properly yet. Rob, if you could, could you give us a little bit of background into you, where you've come from and how you've sort of ended up doing what it is that you do today? Yeah, so uh, so very quickly, um, in spite of my accent, I was uh, I was born in the UK, but uh, <laughs> I grew up in Australia from a very young age, and uh, and very strangely uh, started my life as a civil engineer in the Australian Air Force, which uh, which you might think was a, a sort of great grounding in leadership, and in some respects it was, but actually not all the time, as, as I'm sure <laughs> people would, uh, would recognise. Um, but uh, but I've always had this real deep passion for for people and leadership. In fact, yep. you know, my my core purpose throughout my life has been about helping people. And so once I finally left the Air Force, I uh, came back to the UK in 2004. And, uh, and I spent all my time sort of working in major organisations, helping leaders and their teams really improve performance and unlock potential. And that's led me through to, uh, to my new business, which is, uh, which is Muru, which is fundamentally about how do you unlock human potential. Love it. That's brilliant. That's a perfect little succinct um, history there. And, and that's really, so you mentioned the word there, really, leadership. That's kind of the, the key to certainly everything that you do. Um, but... I wanted to explore that a little bit because I think certainly to me, leadership has always been a word that's kind of come up really in the big corporate world. Um, something that you sort of think, well, that doesn't really come into play until you're sort of executive level or, or something like that. And, and you know, you're, you're having to manage huge teams. So what exactly is leadership? Yeah, so I agree. I think that, um, I think for too long, the, the concept of leadership has is is been stuck in the corporate world or the military or, or all these other areas. And I think you know, it, it's been heavily distorted. And unfortunately for that is that what we've done is we've lost the essence about what it truly means and the right. value of it. And so if I bring it back to, to say the people listening to this podcast, you know, that there is something for all of us as human beings that leadership for me is how do I really recognize the potential I have and the passions I have around what I do and how do I do more of that and unlock more of that? Because by doing that, if we come back to the staff challenges, we start to unlock the potential of others. We start to excite people about the purpose that we have and, and, and how we're showing that purpose. So leadership then is really, so it starts with us. It's not because I think, I think I, again, I always associate leadership with leading others. Um, so what you're saying is then leadership really starts with the self. Absolutely. Well, actually, I mean, for me, one of the biggest mistakes that we can make when we talk about leadership is, is calling ourselves leaders because I think as soon as we start to call ourselves leaders, what we do is we, we um, step into the shadows of all those people. So you know, most leadership development starts with going, so who are the leaders that inspire you? Right. And you write up all these names and you look at them and you go, well, I could never be that person. <laughs> I don't even want to be that person. You know, whereas actually if you, the Muru philosophy on leadership is actually you know, stop being a leader, start showing leadership. And what right. the concept of showing leadership is all about is how do I first look at myself in terms of my identity, my purpose, my practice for how I show leadership, which is absolutely all about yourself to start off with. Got it. And then, so the other thing, the other kind of thing certainly I have about leadership is 
I think I've previously in the past, again, sticking in the, I guess, in the corporate world and in the business and, and, and work world, um, I've never fully understood, I guess, the difference between leadership and managing or management. So what, what is the kind of, the, is there a clear definition there? Is one a part of the other? Yeah, I mean, it's another great question and, and it's, not, it's not a debate I tend to get into and, and for, for reasons that actually we've become trapped in this theoretical uh, question about what's one or what's the other, you know, because I'm sure that, again, the people listening to this podcast won't be sitting there going, right, today is my day to do the management and then later this afternoon <laughs> I'm going to go into leadership. Now, what we are is a single human being trying to balance all of these things and deliver what we can. So for, for me... You know, in the roles that we play, especially if you're managing a spa, it's about saying actually there are there are certain things that I've just got to get done. You know, balancing the books, you know, reordering products, managing staff, in terms of making sure that this that, that they need to turn up. And you can easily bucket that as management if you want to. Okay, but but there's another part which is actually about saying why am I really doing this? You know, what what's the purpose of me investing my time and energy in in running my business in this way or managing the team in this way in serving clients and, and customers in this way and for me that's that concept of self-leadership being really honest with yourself about why am I doing this yeah you know, what's the purpose the meaning that I'm trying to satisfy within myself and that for me is that concept of leadership especially starting in the self okay so in terms of leadership then is it is it something that's becoming more important in today's world or is it something that's kind of always been important and we've never quite recognized it? Yeah, so I think it's absolutely becoming more important today as well because I think that what's happening in society today, you know, if you start right at the very macro level and you think about, you know, concepts like geopolitics, technological change, climate change, et cetera, hmm. is it we're all feeling more anxious than we ever have before. True. Know? And so if you think about it, so yes, I have all this day-to-day pressure on my life in terms of the, the role that I've got to perform, all this balance that I've got to do. Now, lay on top of that everything I'm reading in the news about whatever the latest Brexit vote is or whatever the latest yeah, Extinction Rebellion protests are, et cetera, it just makes us feel more and more anxious. Yeah. I think the only way to, to really um, confront that anxiety is to be more confident in who we are and what we're all about, which is ultimately what I think showing leadership is all about. Hence, why it's more important now than ever before. So, confidence is is a big factor that we're that we're talking about here as well. Yeah, absolutely. But but not not confidence in the classic way we define it. You know, where you know you stand in the mirror and you sort of feel all brave and and <laughs> knowing yourself. This is about having real comfort in your own skin. You know? okay. So so you 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 know who you are and how you show up. You know what you like about yourself and the bits that you don't like about yourself, and you're honest yeah. with yourself about that. And then it's about having, you know, a stronger sense of purpose to say, actually, the reason I'm doing what I'm doing is this. And I'm really confident that actually I feel like that is the right reason. Got it. Okay. So to get into some some sort of more kind of direct practical things then, I guess typically I'm thinking of, of a salon or a small spa and it's been led by, let's say, the owner. They've set up the business. They've made it to a certain level of success. They've taken on a team. You know, things were, things were a challenge when it was maybe just themselves, maybe just themselves and one other. Um, but then they got to a certain size or they decided to expand and now they've taken on a team. They've still got the rest of the business to, to sort of manage. They're probably still doing treatments themselves. But yet they've now got this extra dynamic of this team in place. And, you know, they've taken them on. They feel, they've got that feeling of, you know, I've provided them with a job and they're helping me out and all that kind of thing. 
But then there's all these struggles that come with it. They don't treat the business in the same way as the owner. They don't value the clients as much. They're quite happy to just stand around and and not work as hard. Now I'm I'm stereotyping quite a lot here, but um but you know, if if a, a salon owner or a spa owner is finding themselves in that position and they're just feeling like, you know, why won't they why don't they see things the same way as I do? You know, what's the kind of in in this conversation is um will that we're looking at what's what's the start for them to actually start seeing that in a different way mm, it's, a, it's a really good question and it's exactly the dilemma that i've i've heard from the people i've spoken to you know where where where, where they've been on that journey they're in that scale up mode and they're, now they're becoming more reliant on others their staff to to satisfy uh, clients etc i think for me that the first thing that people need to do in that place is get back to the reason that they took that journey in the first place, right? right? Because they could easily be working for somebody else. They could easily be in some other form of job or, or whatever. Yeah. And w- what's really interesting is that when I, whenever I talk to, you know, people who own their own salons, et cetera, you go back in time and, and you find that moment where they made that decision. Okay. And there was huge energy and passion and excitement about that decision, you know, and, and they, they haven't just done it on a whim. They've no. done it for, for conscious reasons. And, and those reasons aren't just about running their own business. Those um, reasons are about the difference they can make to their customers, trying to do things in a different way, et cetera. Yeah, probably overcoming quite a big amount of fear as well. It's a big step to do something like that. So, Absolutely, well and truly. And, and you think, okay, so, so there's huge power in that decision, uh-huh. but over time that power has just sort of been forgotten about and you know, put in the cupboard or, or you know. Eaten away you know, at. <laughs> yeah. And for me, the, the, the one thing I would recommend to anybody, and this comes back to this concept of leadership, is to get back excited about what you're doing. You know, okay. reconnect to that sense of purpose because actually when, you really, um, when you're really clear about your sense of purpose, when you're really clear about why you're doing it, then that becomes inspiring in its own right. You know, you, you're doing it through a belief, not just because you're running a business. And I think that then, you know, what, what we need as humans is that we need something to believe in. And so if you're starting to express your vision around the business, express the, the values of what it's all about and the service you're trying to provide, and you just keep connected to that and reinforcing it, it's hard for your team not to feel inspired by it. And what that does also for you is it gives you a greater sense of confidence for how you might then manage some of the more difficult things that you have to manage as a, as a, as a, as a human being uh, and as a manager. Okay. So why is that? Why do you think that's so hard? Why do we lose that kind of passion, that, that drive that got us there in the first place? Well, I think just because of the, uh, the pressure of what we've got to deal with. You know, when you've got, as you said, you know, you're, you started off as a one, maybe two man or woman <laughs> show and, um, and you're doing it all then. Um, you naturally expand because you're good at what you do and, and the service you're, you're offering is yeah. exciting for people. You know? So all that purpose is coming to life. Um, but actually then you allow all the transactional stuff to sit on top of it and to, and to stop you. Where you down. Um, yeah, absolutely. No. Okay. And it's, it's not just in this world, it's every world that that happens in. But if you reconnect with it, it gives you power. It gives you something to give you a stronger sense of confidence in terms of who you are and what you do. 
I can see that. So, so okay. So in our in our sort of fictional environment here, the the, the salon owner's done that. They've they've hit frustration level. Why aren't my team doing what I'm asking them to do? Why won't they? Why don't they feel the same way, way I do? Why aren't they trying to get their own clients? Why aren't they? Why aren't they? Why aren't they? So the salon owner has, has taken that time, reconnected with their original why they made this journey in the first place, and, and made that connection. What's what's a way that they can take that? passion that they have within themselves and try and communicate that to the team to get them on board. Mm. Yeah. And I think this, this is another issue around, um, around leadership is that people, it's a bit like um, when you first go out into, into business on your own. Uh-huh. So you, you go, right, I've got this great idea of this new concept and you throw it out there and you sit there hoping to God that somebody likes it, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, I know uh, that feeling. I really do. <laughs> Absolutely, you know, and, and, and you yeah, know, there's that awkward pause until all of a sudden people engage and it becomes exciting. Yeah. And I think it's exactly the same thing here, you know. It's just we, we've done it once and people have liked it, which has now got us into the state that we're in, you know, mm-hmm. scalable business, et cetera. You've got to come back and reignite it. You've got to reinforce it, say why you're doing it, get the team involved and engaged. And you've got to be beating that drum constantly so they recognise that this is how this business is going to run this is why we're here. This is what the purpose is. Okay. And, and, and ultimately what that also does is it gives you a, a different way of assessing the people that you are working for you because if they're not believing in that, they're not trying to live it, then do you really want them in your team or not? And okay. the answer is probably not. So then that gives you a different decision basis. You know, people want to believe in something. If they're not believing in that, then they need to go and find something to believe in. You know? But without it... All you're doing is just saying, I'm managing you against the job. And this is more about more than a job. And that's what I love about this industry is that, yes, you know, it's paying our wages and salaries, et cetera. But the service that this industry is giving to the clients is far yeah. more than Huge. just you know, another product, you know. Got it. And I guess, and, and this is probably the, the key question for someone. If someone, someone's listening and they are in that struggle zone of, of they're just so frustrated with the staff, is it realistic to expect staff to get on board as much with the vision of the business, the vision of the owner, when they themselves aren't the owner? You know, because there, there obviously is an inherent benefit for the owner if their staff perform well, you know, is... Yep. Is it a realistic expectation? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good it's a good question, and again, that's a dilemma for anybody in any organisation in a leadership role. How do you create that sense of belief? For me, I mean, you've got to come back to the fact that why are you doing this? Right. You know? So we come back to this self leadership. It's it's easy to to try and inspire others to um to believe in something, but if you don't believe it in yourself, then you've got to ask yourself those questions. So if you go back to say, well, why am I working here versus somewhere else? Why, what is it about this brand, this, this particular um, you know, location or spa or whatever it is, and, and how do I believe in that? And, and I think more than anything else, um, I always bring uh, our roles back to the human element. So, so this industry is all about the contribution it's making to its clients, to yeah. the people who come here which is more than just buying a new pair of shoes or a, or a new top or anything. This is about their health and well-being. Yeah. And I think 
it's so easy to forget about that as you're looking at the number of clients we need to, the number of products we need to sell, et cetera. But I think if you keep coming back to that and say, well, that's our purpose, that's what we're here for, we should be getting excited about that. And the people who aren't, perhaps they're in the wrong industry. You know, they're, they're doing the wrong types of job and that's okay. But, you know, if you're running that team, you're managing it, they're the types of conversations you want to be having with people. Since we're talking about teams today, you probably know by now that salon, spa and clinic owners wear a lot of hats day in, day out, especially when you have a team. And while some of those hats are great, others, like filling in taxes and running payroll, not so great. Now that's where today's episode sponsor, Gusto, comes in. You see, Gusto basically makes everything to do with payroll, taxes and the practical bits of managing your team easy for small businesses. Gusto automatically pays and files your federal, state and local taxes so you don't have to worry about it. Plus, they make it easy to add on health benefits and even 401ks for your team. Oh, and you can get direct access to certified HR experts to help you out as well. Now, we've partnered with Gusto here at the Beauty Business Podcast because we think they are awesome. And here are just a few of the reasons why. Gusto makes payroll and everything associated with it easy, surprisingly easy and fast too. 90% of the customers say switching to Gusto and getting up and running was easy. 85% of their customers say running payroll is much easier now than with their previous provider. And three out of four customers take just 10 minutes or less to run payroll with Gusto. And Gusto also integrates with your favorite online tools that you're already using. Things to make your life easier, tools like QuickBooks, Zero, Google, and many more. In fact, Gusto has been voted the best online payroll system for 2018, the best HR software for 2019, and also the best benefits administration software of 2019 as well. And 77% of their customers say Gusto takes tedious tasks off their plates, saves them time, and makes their business lives easier. Who could want more? So if this sounds good, we've got a special bonus for you. Our friends over at Gusto are giving listeners of the Beauty Business Podcast three whole months of service for free when they run their first payroll. This is one of those hats that you're going to be glad you gave up. So to try a demo and see the magic for yourself, just go to gusto.com forward slash BBP. That's gusto.com forward slash BBP. Trust me, you're not going to regret it when you do. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and uh, the reason I asked that question is I think when when I've spoken to other people in the past about that, they just feel that there's a you know that uh, playing with the commission is is the answer to everything. Oh, they're they're not performing as I want them to. I need to pay them in a different way or I need to pay them more or I need to not pay them as much as I am or, or, or one of those things. And more and more I'm convinced certainly with the generations as they change that it's not, you know, obviously money is important. We probably mm-hmm. a lot of us probably wouldn't do the job we're doing if it wasn't for the money. Um but but it's, it's not all about the money. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, back to, back to the reasons that um, a, a lot of people in leadership roles, you know, whether it's in, in the spa and wellness industry or, or not, why they don't really engage in some of these conversations is because they don't have the confidence to do it. So they come back to the yeah. blunt instruments, you know, the, the commissions, the things that they feel like they can easily manipulate to try and change behaviour. But, right. but actually, it just doesn't work. You know, people... But as human beings, we want to believe in something, you know, and we want to look to somebody and say, right, I get why I'm doing this. And all the rest just helps me keep focused on it. And so for, first and foremost, it's got to be about that passion and belief. And then when you start looking at the mechanisms, you know, whether it be commissions, whether it be working hours, whatever it might be, 
you can then start to engage in conversations about those things differently because it's linked back to the link back to the passion. So that comes to questioning your staff and finding out what's important to them. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Got it. It's funny. I was talking to uh, I was talking to a business owner the other day, not a not a salon owner, but uh, he was saying that he was having a, a not necessarily issues with his staff, but they did. They had a, a sort of a, a get together to find out what the staff wanted, and it turns out that one of the biggest things they wanted was a lot more flexibility around lunchtime. Yep. So that they didn't necessarily need to take the lunchtime at lunchtime. Some of them were like, oh, well, I, I quite like getting loads of work done in the morning and, and taking my lunch a little bit later, even though it's quite close to when I'd leave. And they just said, right, well, take your hours lunch whenever it is, as long as you don't all disappear at the same time. And yeah, yeah, that's yeah, it. So, yeah. And immediately that, you know, everybody felt a lot, a lot more um, valued and, and free within their work. And, and that's such an easy fix. Mm. Oh, well, truly, and, and you think about it, if you're already feeling anxious in your role, uncertain, up against it in terms of how you manage your team, the last thing you're likely to do is go and have conversations with them <laughs> yeah. and, um, and get them together. You know, what do you do? You hide yourself away, you sort of, you know, you mull over it, you feel begrudging towards them, et cetera, because that's what we do. I mean, I've done it throughout my career, whereas the most powerful thing you can do, I think, is if you're passionate, go and start talking to them. Go and talk yeah. to each person one-to-one. Understand them as human beings, what's driving them, why they're in the job. And they're okay questions to ask. You're not going to know HR background. I know where the limits are in these conversations. But really get to understand why they're doing it, what their aspirations are, where do they want to go in life. And, and I do a lot of work with teams where I bring the teams together and, uh, and we just start looking at, right, if that's the vision and that's the purpose of why we're here and these are the clients and et cetera, et cetera, and all the pressures are under, right, w- what can we do to make this even better? And that's from in terms of the service we provide, but also for our own lives in terms of, um, in terms of it, the enjoyment of working here. And I always find it's amazing that when you, when you support people in leadership roles to really do that, the ideas that come out from the group, like the lunchtime idea, so simple and you go oh why didn't i even think of that yeah and we've got the ability to implement that just like straight that straight away no, no, with no cost no issue just absolutely and, and and you didn't even manage uh, didn't even mention changing the commission scheme around that you know it's rather than going to the blunt instruments we find out what people are thinking so that's actually really interesting. It brings up me onto my next question. So we've got we've got our, our, our spa salon manager. She's reached frustration level. She's gone back. She's connected. I say she could be he. Um, they've connected with their their original passion and goal and realised no, this is what I want to do. I want to push through. So I was going to say, is it is that recommunicate or communicating that passion that desire with the team? Is that something that should be done? as a team or is it something that's best done one-on-one like you say or or is there a is it a combination of both what's the best way to tackle something like that yeah so i think it's a combination of both and i think it's got to be leaking out of you all the time Uh, yeah so i mean i'll I'll give you a parallel example and then i'll come back to one that i'm working with the team on now cool yeah when i um when i first took over the the last role i had uh, i was managing a very big team about 50 people and um, and with that, with the team, we set a really clear vision. And my vision was is that we should be the employer of choice in this sector. We should be making the lives of everybody that we interact with more positive by working here. Right okay. now, that's yep. a grand aspiration. But actually, I yeah. I believe that, and that's why I get out of bed every morning. And I said, but that starts with us. 
that starts with our team. So if you're not enjoying this experience, then I need to be accountable to that and I'll do what I can to make sure we enjoy it. Okay. And we spent a lot of time and every time I got up to talk and I would reinforce that. And working with a, another team very uh, similar to, to the spa industry in terms, of, uh, in terms of what they do and the size, um, size of the work, when I got talking to the, the guy who set it up, he was deeply passionate about it he right. was just frustrated, you know. <laughs> and so we're running a team session where he stands up and he's going to really express this and talk about why he's done it and where he thinks the journey is and what the potential is. And then we're going to go back and it should be done, every one-to-one, reconnecting with it. It will feel awkward, much like it did when you first set your, your business up because you're throwing something out there. But you know what? It's you. It's your passion. You should feel proud of it, you know. So every opportunity you get, you should be talking about it, you know. I'm not saying you... You wheel out the soapbox <laughs> every <Yeah>. day. <laughs> but, you know, it's coming back when you've got a team meeting saying, listen, yeah, we've had this feedback from clients. I think it's really working. We could improve in this area. But let me tell you, let's get back to why we're doing this. We're doing this to bring the best experience possible for them and for you or whatever that vision is for you. And I guess there, there's a, there's a walk in the walk thing as well in terms of, you know, you can't just say this is what you want them to do and then not do that yourself. You've got to... Yep. lead i guess by example yeah well actually yeah well, okay actually. cool and and i think it's um is a, is a sort of final point on that i'm also not suggesting that we need to be charities you know we should all recognize that we're we're not you know we do these things to pay the mortgage to pay the bills etc cetera, etc cetera. but actually there is a deeper reason we're doing it because if that's all the reason was we could find other ways to go and earn, earn money you know yeah connecting back to that deeper purpose is the is the key so it's it's communicating get, getting back to the vision the dream in the first place communicating that with your team reinforcing it one-to-one living it every day um and accepting that you know if there's someone in in your organization that doesn't feel that dream or doesn't connect with that passion after you've you know you've expressed it to them clarified it with them lived it every day that it may not be for them and, that, and that's okay. I mean, it, it gives you a recruitment problem and that's fine. And I'm not <laughs> suggesting that you, you're, you're there to then try and, you know, manufacture their exit out of the, out of the company. But uh-huh. uh, I've had many occasions in my own career where I've sat down with somebody and I said, listen, I mean, what do you really want to do with your life? You know, because actually I want people here who believe in what we're doing and are passionate about it. When they come out with something different, well, Part of your leadership role is to help them fulfill that and to find other people who will then come and work work with you in the purpose that you're trying to fulfill. And I think that's okay, you know. And if someone thinks to themselves, so if they're in a in a leading role or they're a manager and they think, well, I'm not a confident person, how do I how do I do that kind of thing and speak to people? Is should that vision, that goal, that dream in the first place, should that be the source of your confidence? Yeah, well and truly. I mean, absolutely. I had this wonderful conversation with a, a guy the other day who got sort of pointed to me who was really struggling with something and uh, eventually came out and said, Rob, you, you just, you don't get it. I'm not a confident person. I, said, well, I mean, that's great. How's that working out for you? <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and it was a story that he created in himself. I said, so we got back to, and he was excellent at the job he did. I mean, right. brilliant. Probably one of the best in the UK. And, and did he realise that? Was he aware of that? 
it took some shaking to get him to to, to admit it. And he goes, okay. "Yeah, I am one of the best. I've won all these awards, etc." Right. You know. And and I think that um, if anybody's sitting there saying, "I'm really not confident with it," go, "Well, hang on. But how did you get from where you were to where you are today?" Mm. You know. So there, there's confidence there. Drop the story. You know. And I get this is easier said than done, but actually get back to that passion, that belief, because that is where the confidence comes from. You know, it's a thing that gets you up in the morning. It's a thing that sort of drives you to set up your own business. It's a thing that drives you to take a promotion. It's a thing that means that you're managing the team in the first place. So clearly it's there. Don't let it be buried under all the, the other stuff. Are there any, um, when you're working with individuals uh, on something like this, are there any kind of... Um, tips and hacks and, and, and practical things that you can do to try and help remind yourself of that on a daily basis? Yeah, absolutely. So there is, um, f- so for starters, and, and this is going to sound, um, sound like a bit of, bit of work to do, but I think it's really important work. I think for starters, you've got to go back and really find that purpose. Mm-hmm. So define it for yourself. Why do you do what you do? Right. So if I talk about myself, the reason I've stepped out of the corporate world to do this is because I really want to spend more time with my young family. And I think yep. it's really important that I do that. So first and foremost, they are the reason I do what I do. Awesome. The second reason is because actually it gives me a better ability to fulfill my life purpose, which is all about helping others and helping people fulfill those. And I really encourage people to get back to looking, looking at that. The next thing that um, I encourage people to do quite uh, operationally is whenever they're meeting with anybody, uh, whether it's one-to-one or whether it's in the team, is to start with that purpose and conclude with that purpose. You know? Well, so, physically say it out loud? or Absolutely, yeah. But, but tweak it, make it subtle. Again, it will feel really awkward as you go through <laughs> it. But you think about the best leaders that you've seen across your own life, the best people you've worked with, and I'm not just talking about the, the grand, you know, presidents or whatever it might be, mm-hmm. but the people that you've worked with who have really inspired you, they have this unique way of telling a story. So let me, you know, you can start by whether it's five seconds, 10 seconds, 20 seconds, 30 seconds, etc. You go, listen, thanks everybody for coming. Um, you know, I just want to reinforce that, yeah, it's really important that we get this right or, you know, that actually we've got, you know, we can improve our customers' lives or whatever that point is. Yeah. For me in HR, it was always, all right, before we kick off today, I just want to get back to the point that, you know, the reason that we're here is to improve the lives of everybody who works in this company, especially our own team, you know. And the first time you say it, people oh, that's a bit weird. You keep saying it, they'll believe it. Uh, yeah, that's, that's really true. And that would work so well in, in this industry. If you had a five minute team meeting every morning and just sort of said, okay, we're not, we're not just seeing clients to do facials, massages, nails today. We're going to make 15 people today feel amazing, um, have more confidence, generally improve their day, week, month, year. And absolutely. you know, if you go into a day with that kind of mindset, how yeah. are you not going to be positive? Absolutely. And, and it's, I mean, you've said it in what, five to 10 seconds, yep. you know, and, and it's that easy. Yeah. And you think it's about taking, taking the experience. So you, if I go, right, I'm, I've got a day off, I'm coming to, to this spa. Why? Because I'm probably stressed. I'm worked up. I'm giving myself a break. I'm here to look after myself. Go, right. So, uh, you know, today is all about, we're helping those people. 
and you can create that story very, very easily. I love that. Okay. Are there any other tips and, and things that you can give someone on who, if they're, if they're in that kind of minefield, they're in that, that struggle with their staff already or, um, well, actually, actually, no, let's take it back a second. So if someone, someone's earlier than that stage and they're just at the point that they are thinking of taking on staff, and I guess there's, it's another business leap, isn't it? You, you start your business on your own um, is, the, is the typical kind of way people go in this business. And then you suddenly get to the point and you're like, well, I kind of need some staff. I've never taken on staff before. Um, without getting into a whole kind of recruitment side of things what's what's a couple of good tips if you're looking for someone who is going to kind of understand your passion and you go into it thinking i am going to communicate with them what's a good way to look for someone do you think Mm. so i think i mean the old adage of um hire for attitude not necessarily for skill is uh is a good one you know clearly you've got you know qualifications and everything like that that you want to test but that thing about attitude is is always key yeah. And for me, you know, making sure that in the interview, you're not just asking the standard interview questions, you're having a conversation with another human being trying to understand what makes them tick you know, right. and, and understand that do they share the same passion for, for, for what they're doing as you do? You know, do, yeah. they, do, do they see clients in the same way? Not as a, a facial that's got to be done in X number of minutes, but as somebody that you're making a difference to the lives of. Yeah, because at the end of the day, you're going to be making a difference to the life of this person and you want them to help you. So it's not, I think there's a lot of pressure sometimes on people to, to take on the best qualified person because they think that's, that's going to be the right way to go. But at the end of the day, you're going to be working with this person all the time, these people, this team all the time. Do you want that headache down the road? Absolutely. Maybe it's better to look for the next best person that you work and gel well with than the one who's technically most qualified. Absolutely. And I think there's a couple of powerful questions in there. The one you can ask as simple as, um, how do you know that you've made a significant difference to the life of somebody else through what you do? Ooh, yeah. Okay. And, and, and then a simple question. So now give me an example of when you've done that and, 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 and how did that make you feel? You know? Right. Because the, the whole concept of the what I call the paradox of purpose is saying actually – um, uh, the having a purpose and satisfying that purpose is deeply selfish for me, but it's but the only way it can be fulfilled is through being selfless to another. So if you yeah. ask that question of give me any, you know, how do you know you've made a difference to somebody else? There will be something in there, guy, because you know what, I felt really good about it when I saw that client walk away and I saw how relaxed they were, or how you know they de-stressed they were, or how much better they looked as a result of what I did, I felt really good about that. Yeah. And I know because they also you know, were saying that. And for me, those two questions of how do you know you've made a big difference to somebody and also give me some examples, I think will give you a, a real insight into what makes a person tick. I think there's a big tip there actually for, for therapists as well as owners. You know, if you, if you experience that, if you, um, cause it's not going to happen with every single treatment you do, but it's going to happen fairly often if you, if you're good at what you do and you, and you, you know, truly, um, care about the, the person that you are, um, performing a treatment on. If you ever get that, you should really actually take a minute or two to celebrate that, I think, because, you know, it's very easy just to go, okay, done with them onto the next client. But, you know, you've just made someone's day yep. week better. And that is a huge thing to have done for someone. They may never, 
you know, they may never write you that letter or send you that email or, or, or tell you in so many words. But yeah, if you, if you see someone walking out lighter, more relaxed, then that's a huge thing. Absolutely. In that moment, you've had a, a, a positive impact on that person's life. Yeah. 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 100%. Okay. So is there any other things that we can do if, if you're, you know, maybe you've got through that stage, you communicated it and your teams are starting to, to maybe get on board a little bit. Um, what are the things that other than just kind of living it yourself and, and reinforcing it at the beginning of team meetings and things, are there any other things that you can do to, to sort of take it up to the next level and, and really get your teams performing? Yeah. So I think, the other thing that I would add, um, and this is on the flip side of um, of how to get people engaged, is when they're not engaged and not being shy with it. You know, for me, um, I really encourage people to take take. So, if you've got somebody who just doesn't seem to be living it, doesn't seem to be engaged, or worse, is um, is causing problems within a team, then I'd take yeah. them to one side, take them for one to one. You know, get them into a meeting room or whatever and ask them what's going on you know mm-hmm. and uh and I, I meet a lot of people across all the sectors that i work in you know all the way from this sector through to professional services you know um lawyers etc who just avoid those conversations as much as I they bet. can I bet. You know, what, why because we don't like it it's uncomfortable but that simple question of you know um i'm seeing you do this the why I think you're doing that is this. I'd really like to know your thoughts. You know, I see you being rude to customers. The reason I think you're doing that is because I don't think you care about them and about this business. But I'd like to hear your thoughts. You know, and that the way of doing that is that you're encouraging them into a conversation that and really challenging them and testing them with that. You know, and for me. If you're seeing that, the longer you leave it fester, the bigger bigger it yeah. feels to, to tackle. But it's, if, if you're not getting what you know, they're not living the same dream. They're not, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying they need to be evangelists for you, but if they're not doing what you need them to do, then you need to tackle it. Mm. And, and you know, having the courage against your sense of purpose is critical to do that, but don't back away from it. It's really tough, isn't it? Because we're all, uh, again, if you're a small business owner, you're doing all the different things you're doing, wearing all the hats that you've got to wear and, um, you sort of, even if you notice maybe there's something wrong with a team member, you maybe all you maybe think oh, I need to I need to bring this up with them, but I haven't really got time. So maybe you give it a passing shot. You sort of go, "Oh, is everything okay?" And again, the very British thing to do is just to sort of go, "Oh no, no, it's okay. I'm fine." And you're like, "Great, wonderful. I'll just carry on with my day." Um, yeah. So it really is about caring about your staff and and being able to go, "Okay, well, I have got ten other things to do today, but this person clearly isn't performing. This is out of." Um, uh, uh, it's, it, yeah, um, out of character for them. Uh, I need to actually sit down. And, uh, this could be the most important thing I do today, even though I've got that accounts due and I need to pay my VAT bill, and you know I've got the the call with the uh, the lawyer later on, and all those kind of things. So, so it comes down to not only caring about your clients and your business, but caring about your staff as well. 
Absolutely. And, and it's so easy to avoid because it's a difficult conversation oh, yeah. and you don't know what's going to come up. You know, I, I, I will openly admit I've buried myself in spreadsheets many a time in my career rather than go out and have difficult conversations. <laughs> it's, it's absolutely natural. But, I mean, as soon as you do it, and especially early on, the earlier you can have those conversations, the quicker mm-hmm. things get resolved because you don't get this build up on either side. And for me, it's that simple question and say, listen, I, I see you being like this, my hypothesis, as in I think it's because of this, but I'd really like to hear your opinion. I see you being rude to customers. I think it's because you're either having a difficult situation or you don't care, but I'd really like to hear your view. And it's always giving a, an opinion, but giving them the opportunity to share it. So I was going to say that, do you, do you think that helps in, in getting the, the answer back out of them if you sort of make a suggestion of an answer rather than just asking them? Yeah, so I, I mean, we all have hypotheses, right? So, yeah. you know, we could, um, we, you and I could have a difficult conversation, and you could go, "Geez, Rob's being a bit of a bastard." I mean, <laughs> you know, I'm clearly, and you know, and and you could create all sorts of versions about what's really going on for you. I mean, yeah. we think about um, our relationships at home. You know, it's a, it's that wonderful thing where something's gone wrong, and you just assume you've done something wrong. You know? Oh yeah. Always. And, and and the moment is actually it's got nothing to do with you, you know, but you've never tested it. And that's why I always use this technique of saying it's okay to share your thoughts. You know, Rob, you know, listen, you seem really off today. I, I kind of assume it's something I've done, but I'd like to know, you know, and, yep. and you can just use that by saying this is what I think and I could be wrong. Well, that's okay. But at least it gives you the opportunity for them to share it back. I love that. That's really cool. Rob, this has been absolutely brilliant. Thank you so much for the time you spent with us today. I really appreciate it. And it's, been, it's, really, it's really opened my eyes up. And, and as you can see, it's, it's an area that's kind of starting to come up more and more often. And I'm, I'm certainly intrigued about it. So thank you again for, for the insights you've shared with us. Yeah, thank you very much and uh, good luck to everybody out there. And if people actually, because uh, obviously you do now, this is what you do. As you've said, this is your purpose in life. And if people want to find out more about what you do about uh, Muru Leadership, where's the best place for them to go? Yeah, so please go to muruleadership.com. Uh, so you'll be able to see a lot of the things that we do and how we've helped teams. And uh, and I'd like to say the challenges that people face in this sector are, are, are unique, but they're not. And they're not because it's people. You know, this is what people are and this is what people do. So uh, you'll see plenty of case studies on that website um, in terms of the types of things that we've helped people with. And you're on LinkedIn as well, I believe, as well. And LinkedIn as well, yeah, under Muru Leadership or just look me up under Rob Cross. I love that. Yeah, there's I've been some of your videos recently. I love how you're sort of taking kind of current events and and kind of then transposing them into the things that you talk about. And it, it gives a whole other kind of um, outlook on on all that's going on in the world. Mm, yeah, so I love that. Going on, isn't there? <laughs> there is plenty going on in the world to talk about. So again, Rob, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate you spending the time with us. And uh, yeah, have a great day. What do you reckon? It's really interesting to hear about leadership being discussed from a different point of view to making it something seem much more personal. But in that personalness, understanding the power of leadership, and I mean daily leadership, not some great big hoorah, stand on a stage commanding thousands in a huge organization type of leadership. You know, it might take a bit of a shift in your own mindset to see how these relatively simple steps can lead to huge changes in the performance and the attitude of your team. But I can only advise you to give them a real try. Don't just dip your toe in the water, but really commit to it for say 30 days or 
three months? You know, what have you got to lose? And also, what might you gain when you find out that it all works? I'm going to leave you thinking on that for this week. Now, if you haven't checked out last week's episode, which was episode number 64, about getting real results from your social media efforts, and by real results, I mean actual clients, actual bookings, and money in your till, then do go and check it out. Not only for the back to basic solutions that I give you in that episode, but also because we gave away our biggest and easily best social media giveaway ever on the episode. So if you want to check out the episode itself, go to beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash episode 64. Or if you just want to go straight to the freebies, go to beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash calendar to download your very own Finish the Decade Strong on Social Media calendar packed with post ideas for your beauty business. Okay, that's it for me. I will be back next week. See you then.